0: Welcome to Lessons episodes of Success Story, part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. These Lessons episodes will be shorter conversations with past guests, valued members of the Success Story community, and myself. They'll be focused on teaching you actionable, insightful takeaways that you can use to upskill your personal and professional life. Historically, women's voices were suppressed. How was it so that even though they were suppressed, the uh the the items in their speech were actually setting um like the the precedent for how men speak in the future in in the next you know couple years or the next the next um uh uh, the next uh uh the the, the, you know the next 10 years uh, men will sort of adopt some of these speaking patterns how did that How did that happen?
2: Well, I mean, of course, the big answer is women are just cooler. So, of course, everybody goes after what they say. But (laughs) the real answer, and we are cool, but (laughs) the real answer is what is is a role of a woman historically? So they are often the homemakers. They raise the children. Mm -hmm. They are talking to their husbands when they get home. So we have this really interesting thing called intimate diversification, which is a big fancy word to say that unlike other subcultures that tend to be segregated. So if you look in a lot of cities, you'll find segregated ethnic enclaves so that you have these different sort of backgrounds and different language choices, perhaps. But they tend to be relegated to very distinct enclaves a lot of times because of historical power differences and socioeconomic differences. But whatever the reasons, they're set separate. So there's not as much borrowing across ethnic groups for features, except, of course, now there's a huge amount of borrowing of African-American features from, like black Twitter and hip hop into white male speech. So that's a totally different thing. But women raise the children. So children tend to adopt initially, at least until they mm-hmm. go undergo vernacular reorganization in school, they adopt the features of guess who their mom, their, their mom. Yeah. So, you know, unless that changes drastically, and of course it has changed somewhat, it's still the case that that happens. So what we find is women are usually a generation ahead of men in picking up a, f- a speech feature. Now this is not all features there are this is when you were asked that question about what does our language say about us it says a lot a lot so much it's hard to get to it all. We could talk yeah. for hours but essentially in the majority of speech features that have become standard over time gone from being sort of less standard or just not noticed to being standard it is women that have led in those changes. They lead by usually at least one generation because when they have children those children inherit their speech. So boys and girls inherit the system of the mother first and foremost. And then they go to school and they start reorganizing their speech. We call it vernacular reorganization to be more like their peers. And then they pick up new forms and fashions in speech. And that is what we dislike as adults, right? This difference in our speech and the children's speech, because it says something like this is youth culture and this is adult culture. It makes us feel old. And we tend to label what they do as sort of novel and um, undesirable. But in fact, a lot of it does end up staying around and becoming the norms of the next generation. But it's women more than men that in the teen years push language forward. So then we have this sort of leapfrog where, okay, women were a generation ahead. They had children. The kids inherited their generation. They go to school or their speech. They go to school with the same system but then girls forge ahead another generation if a change is is going to continue. The girls will push it forward and then they give it to their children. So you have this kind of leapfrog pattern that men stay a generation behind until that change has moved to completion, meaning that it's sort of what Everybody says, and it's so so widespread that there's no more leapfrogging, and that's when we find that men catch up, and that's when a new norm gets established over time. Um, and so a great example uh, historically would be, because uh, sometimes it's easier if you have an example, uh, when you say, you know, he does instead of he doth, that was actually a change led by women. So we find in letters, of course, we don't have recordings back from back then, but in the early modern period, which was about 1500 to 1700, We find letters written by women, and we also tend to find letters written by less educated uh, people as well. That sort of also gives us the sense that these weren't really standard features. In fact, it was a northern feature, a northern British feature, and it was finally adopted into London speech, which is when it became the standard. But we find does starting to appear instead of doth first in women's and less educated speakers letters. Uh, and then, about you know another generation skips forward, and we start to see it in men's speech, so that's sort of what incrementally pushes change forward now, sometimes, of course, a feature gets very gendered, so little boys go to school and then they hear girls say it, and it takes on this very feminine tone they get a very gendered association with that, sort of like totally as an intensifier. Yeah. Um, and so they retreat. And that's where you find that changes tend not to progress or they become very gendered changes over time where only women do them to a high degree and men don't. And we find the opposite is true as well. Sometimes features become gendered towards men and women don't do it as much.
0: What would cause that? What would cause them totally to, to be a more gendered feature?
2: Um, well, a lot of times it's the different types of attract of sociocultural attractiveness that features carry. So um, what makes a boy popular in school? you know you you yeah, were a boy right you traditionally went to sports okay
0: yeah like playing sports having friends you know
2: being kind of tough and macho right sort of yeah having yeah, bravado, basically, yeah that kind of thing and does yeah. that is that the same kind of thing that happens for women when a girl i mean they can play sports but is sort of masculine bravado uh
0: very popular? no traditionally no. no no it's really not, not femininity
2: no. and more so totally
0: of, 180 right from that. yeah
2: so think about the types of features that boys tend to use um you know like man and bro and dude are good examples Mm -hmm. of that that it sort of is a masculine solidarity tough kind of guy or just the um appropriation of hip-hop language you know that type of thing saying things like ain't generally women as young girls get um vilified for their speech much more than boys do so if a girl comes home and says i ain't doing that that have parents that have an expectation about what that girl should sound like, she's going to get ridiculed for it much more than a boy would. Because for a boy, we kind of have this expectation of rough, tough kind of behavior. And so features that embody that kind of roughness, that toughness, that masculine kind of quality, those are the types that boys tend to pick up, which is why they tend to be very attracted to non-standard features, because we have these stereotypes about what, those speakers are like, even though they're completely cultural artifacts, like the idea that young black men are dangerous and rebellious and nonconformist. Well, that's that's our interpretation of a speech feature that has nothing to do with the reality of why a young black man uses it, right? Because a young black man might use a speech feature like thang or ain't or ain't or acts, because he's yeah. he's trying for solidarity with a group of other speakers who have faced the same sort of social cultural prejudice as he has, and and he has to have that. That's part of what bonds them is having a shared language. And it's it's actually acts is an older feature than "ask," and that's what "ask" came from, which is so a, it, another thing. But, is, that's wild So, so you're saying with, like
0: people. No, I, was, I just wanted to understand. So that means that one group of individuals have completely adopted a, a language. Uh, I'm gonna just very, very s- simplify this so I understand it. One group of individuals have, have adopted certain things in their language because of a certain social-cultural norm, mm-hmm. and then another group has misinterpreted that social-cultural norm and then adopted things because of that misinterpretation, and then that's been brought up uh, That's so exactly that, That's right. really what's that's happening. That's
2: exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. And the reason that ethnic features tend to be so popular among young men, so if you go to high school, I have a teenage son, and um, so I'm. I'm, and he plays a lot of sports. So I'm around a lot of boys a lot of times. And sometimes it makes me laugh the way they talk because I want to say, "Do you realize what you're doing?" You know, but they would totally ignore me, and, and my son would never invite me to another game. So not going to do it. <laughs> but what what they don't understand is the reason those features are attracted. Attractive to them Is because they're Completely misinterpreting Why they're used In the first place
1: Bet MGM has an unreal deal For sports fans in Virginia Turn $5 into $150 Instantly when you place Your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app And sign up using code CHAMPION150 Then place a $5 wager On any sport You'll receive $150 In bonus bets Regardless of your wager's outcome And if you think The fun stops there The king of sports